Welcome to the Conversation Starters, a podcast about getting into better conversations with anyone. I'm Karina. And I'm Hannah. And today we're talking about apologies. What makes them good? What makes them go wrong? Why are they so difficult? Yeah, let's start with our conversation starting question, first of all. And the question this week is, do you deal with imposter syndrome? Tell us more about imposter syndrome, Hannah. It's not like a clinical diagnosis, but it's just describing a really common experience. So it just means that in some part of your life, you feel like at any time you're going to be exposed as a fraud. This feeling of being an imposter is more like feeling like you don't belong to a group or feeling like you... You're doing something, but you're not coming across as genuine. It's more like you yourself feel like um, you're pretending to be something you're not. You're a parent. You are in a new job or you're in a, you're in a situation and you're always feeling like eventually someone's going to figure out that I am not the right person they should have hired. I, I, they're going to find out that I don't actually mm. know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Yeah, I've had that. <laughs> it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it makes a good conversation starter because if... This is a, I think this is a very common experience. You know, it sounds clinical as if it's a diagnosis, but it's actually just something that we all go through and some of us go through it a lot. And so bringing it up as a conversation starter among your friends, um, it allows you to talk about areas where you feel insecure or maybe something that you genuinely struggle with and lets us give each other tips or support each other instead of feeling like, Yeah. Okay, I have to compare with each other. You know, like it comes to my mind with parenting. Like if I'm with a group of friends or other parents and you can often feel like you have to sort of someone share something they're doing well and you're like, oh, I feel like a fraud. Yeah, yeah. But instead, if you were to bring up this topic, it lets people say, oh, you know what? I also feel that way all the time. Like, And then others can say, you know, can encourage each other or whatever. Like it, it's going to vary depending on your group. But I think it could be a really good conversation. Oh, that's That's actually a really cool Uh, question so we're coming back after a break and we're we've had the time to sift through our thoughts and do our little research but we're also just excited to be back and to record again um some of you reached out and asked if we were gonna send if we were gonna post any new uh, mm -hmm. episodes and we were like sorry guys we're taking a break <laughs> <laughs> but Now we're back, we're back and we're strong. And um, I'm excited for today's episode. Yes, oh my goodness. Today we're, we're tackling a huge topic. Um, and I think this was your idea originally. You, you had heard a, a, a podcast, an interview or something. Exactly, exactly. But I'm just laughing now because like, it's typical of me to bring up like really cool topics that are so hard to make an episode about just like oh let's just do an episode about about apologies and then we had like to spend a month and a half researching to be able to make this episode <laughs> <laughs> so why do apologies matter and why are we talking about them today well we are talking about them on this podcast because um i think on some level The conversation with an apology in it is a get-to-know-you conversation. Because 
like all of us have um, issues and flaws and tendencies. And if you get lined up with any other human being on the planet, there is going to be some points of tension, like some pressure points that eventually you will hurt each other. This is just the reality. And when that happens, you have to communicate what went wrong. And if you can make it into a good series of conversations, um, you know, you have to really see the person. Unfortunately, you also have to see like what is reflected in them that's wrong with you. You know what I mean? Because it, something is being brought out in you. And, and so you get to know yourself, you know each other, what you need from each other to have this good relationship. I mean, I think that um, it's when we talk about apology, we want to talk about all of these dynamics surrounding, okay, what do you do when you've hurt someone? Or someone confronts you, you know, and these are conversations that go wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's that's such a great point. And I think um, often if we don't go into this type of relationship, if we don't allow ourselves to go into um, friendship and relationships with this idea of getting to know ourselves better, um, it's so sad because this is a part of ourselves we only get to know when it's reflected in the other person and uh, especially those little like flaws and things we usually maybe even cover up very well in normal conversation <laughs> will come yeah. up the the deeper you go with a person the deeper you go in a friendship um, these things will come up and then it's very character building if we can face them and actually um, deal with them whether it's an apology or it's confrontation or whatever it is, I think it's very character building. This reminds me, um, I've met a, a lot of people who are kind of backpackers or people that travel from place to place and kind of have that nomadic bent, whether they do that as a lifestyle or they just take a, a season of their life and pretend that it's their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we've all, you know, pretend. I've been there. So <laughs> I, I've had a lot of conversations with people who feel like they can find themselves um, out with people that they don't know. And, and I think one of the things that's really interesting is kind of realizing um, wherever you go, there you are. And as people get to know you, it's like you feel those things come out in yourself that you're kind of running from on some level. Yeah. And you think that if you finally found a new place with new people that, um, you know, you would be different. It's only those other people that misunderstood you, you know? Uh, I don't know. I was just talking about this the other day. I think I think it's a very, very necessary experience to, you know, go deep enough with the people around you that you get to this uncomfortable stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone, someone recently told me, um, it's in the tension. It it's all in the tension, and it was on a specific topic. But I think it's in so many different areas of our lives we only get to the breakthrough when we get to the area of tension and when we get to the area of this is a bit uncomfortable but I have to face it <laughs> I, I don't know I feel like we come into this topic with a bit of like oh it's so awkward if I have to apologize and I know like the moment that I realize I have to apologize to someone I don't really want to apologize to it's just like the weirdest tensest feeling in my gut but I know that clearing that with them is going to lead to so much breakthrough and even though I know it sometimes I still resist it later it's just going to create such a great bridge between us 
you know, I think you and I have gotten more enthusiastic about this subject now that we have done some reading and thinking about it because I definitely came at this with a bit of <laughs> imposter syndrome, I guess. <laughs> Ironically, I don't like confrontation, full stop. Um, and it's and I and we will get into this in a future episode where we talk about where we learned apology in our own culture and so on. But for sure, it's um, that having someone come at me with a confrontation or knowing that I need to apologize or the tendency to over apologize. Like these are all areas where I don't feel like I am strong. And so having a podcast episode about it is like, ugh. but in preparing, so I read a book, um, it's a book by Dr. Harriet Lerner called Why Won't You Apologize? Super short read. I highly recommend it if you're interested. Um, and I think reading that and then all the conversations we had with listeners and with each other, at this point, I feel like this is one of the most important types of conversation. And I think I've felt freed up to feel like it doesn't, it doesn't have to go perfectly and it won't go perfectly because you're dealing with the messiest parts of your relationship. Um, but it does, it's like, I think the thing that gives me the most hope is that um, an apology doesn't have to do everything in one conversation, but it can just open the door to a series of interactions where you both get heard, where you both get understood and where you can move on and change. I mean, that's the coolest thing ever. I think... It's important to ask ourselves in, in our culture, also just next time you feel conflicted, like, do I want to apologize or do I not want to apologize? Why am I doing this? Why is this important? Um, why is this important for me as a person? Why is this important in our society? And I think the way that we express ourselves and, and acknowledge people around us and acknowledge people's hurts sets a very crazy tone for our culture for our politics and for everything for everything yeah pa for parenting for friendships for work relationships exactly yeah i very much agree this is a good transition into what exactly makes a good apology so first of all best case scenario you know exactly what you did and you hate that you did it like you are going to take full responsibility for it and you have yeah. genuine grief for what happened. There's also the scenario where you don't really understand what you did or you're being confronted with something in the moment and it's a bit grayer. Um, then I think the best thing is to just focus on your care for the person, you know, that you're invested in this person as a person, not what they are to you. Yeah. But, you know, you care that they were hurt, okay? Now, so best case scenario, you're sorry for what you did specifically. You want to change. Next best case scenario is you're not quite sure, but you really care about the person and that they were hurt. And then finally, if you're not even there, at least there has to be a reason why you're invested in this particular relationship or situation being a, 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 an amicable one. So having a good work relationship, having closure to what happened, being a good leader, like any of these situations, it's like, okay, I, maybe I'm not that invested in this person. Maybe I, I'm not even sure what I did, but I can for sure learn from this. I want to have peace in my friend circle. I want to have whatever. Like there is some situation that at least selfishly you want to make better. Yeah. It, I would say the last stage is looking at the bigger picture. Yes, yes. Considering the the greater good <laughs> um, as a utilitarian, you know? <laughs> it, 
what you were saying about the culture that you want to live in. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. And and I and I've seen this many times that, um, especially in groups of friends or in a work situation. When someone comes forward with an apology, it changes the culture because suddenly we all understand that if we make a mistake, we don't, we can make mistakes, you know, because we've seen someone normalize, hey, what I did was wrong. And I think that frees you from this fear, like, I better not make a mistake in front of these people. Yes. That makes me think about something that happened last year in Lebanon. So the revolution in Lebanon started on the 17th of October and the 18th of October, I think it was a Friday, was the day of the student elections at the American University of Beirut. Those elections are a very big deal, actually, because there's so many different parties and they are connected to political parties and it's just very politicized and it was always kind of like a battle of who wins, who um, who gets the power, who gets the honor, and then they go to the they go to the political leaders of the country and they like get honored by them and all of that. And it was very tense. And that year, um, the revolution started. And I think I don't know who started it, but those candidates um, started going on social media and saying, "I'm gonna um, how do you say like." withdraw. They started withdrawing one by one saying, I think someone started it. They went on social media and said, I'm withdrawing from the candidacy with this political party uh, because I no longer believe in this political system. And I think that I made a mistake. And <laughs> crazy, you know what this did? There were like so many people withdrawing. Whole parties, election parties withdrew from the election. It was absolutely crazy but it was just like a domino effect one person went up and apologized or withdrew this is not the perfect example but it's like some one person realized there was a mistake they went up they stood to their mistake and they apologized and it just like everybody started doing it okay so let's let's talk about the bullet points of what makes a good apology first of all if you are the one apologizing Keep the focus on the other person mm -hmm. and listen to them as openly as possible. Not listening for um, like not listening for inaccuracies and in their reaction or kind of feeling defensive. This is the ideal, okay? And we're, we'll return to this in a minute. The second thing is just to be very clear about what you're apologizing for, not more or less. This is this is exactly what I did, and take responsibility for it. And then to be brief, you know, just. You don't have to go on and on um, because you're going to listen and you can always talk more later. And then finally, back it up with action. Back it up with change. Very good. Yeah, the last part, very important. And, and it's something that I think growing up um, was a very big topic in our family. It was like, yeah, it, you can say and talk and all. That's great. But if you're if you're not showing it... It's not, it's not happening. <laughs> I mean, we, there is grace. There is like, it's okay to apologize and then fail again. But it's important that you don't abuse the trust of the other person or the grace of the other person or the forgiveness of the other person. Yeah, absolutely. So we asked you guys what kinds of bad apologies you experienced. And I think they've centered around two phrases two red flags and those phrases are 
I'm sorry, but, and I'm sorry if. Basically, I'm sorry, but you were the one, <laughs> or I'm sorry, but this situation. Um, and then I'm sorry if you took it that way, or if you misunderstood me, or if blah, blah, blah. You know, these are uh, essentially um, a posture of either defending yourself or a posture of blame shifting. These are the biggest traps you want to avoid. Let's play some of the recordings on what people had to say about this. I think it would be really good to practice to apologize without saying the word but. And I think I would, I would describe a good apology and uh, when, some, like, when someone apologizes without adding any excuses to why they did that or blame you for how they acted as well. If you want to apologize about something, just do it. And if you want to talk about why you acted that way, you can do it in another time. But at that time, when apologizing, you just leave the apology. Don't don't add the but or don't add, well, this I did that because of this. And don't try to blame it on the other person. Because if, it, if you think it's the other person's fault, it's not a genuine apology. I feel like we often default to um, whenever we're apologizing. We want to defend ourselves. We want to let the other person see our perspective in the moment of this apology so that they can empathize with us too because we also feel this tension. Yeah, and, and I think when we think about bad apologies, we automatically imagine someone who says, I'm sorry, but in a kind of insincere way, like I'm just going to blow right past apologizing. Yeah. But when it's us, when we're the ones apologizing, I think it doesn't feel that way. It actually feels like, oh man, this person, I hurt them. But if they just knew the circumstances, they would realize that it's not personal or they'd realize yeah, yeah. I was really stressed that day and then they would no longer be upset. You know, I think it's that instinct a lot of the time is we just, we want them to understand because we're good people. You know what I mean? And I, and I think I know myself in a moment of um, conflict, what I long for is is common ground. Mm, and mm -hmm. so helping each other see each other's perspective often helps um, this common ground and in the restoration of whatever was not working. What do you think about the idea that you just, you, you try not to explain yourself at all, but with the assumption that there will be further conversation at a later time? I wrote down a quote. Let me just read this quote and then we can talk about this. Because so from the book, she says, the best apologies are short and they don't go on to include explanations that run the risk of undoing them. An apology isn't the only chance you ever get to address the underlying issue. The apology is the chance you get to establish the ground for future communication. Mm -hmm. This is an important and often overlooked distinction. Mm -hmm. So she is saying like, in the apology, just apologize for your part and then let the other person kind of have their, you know, be heard, I guess. And then even if they're saying some things that you're like, ah, I really can defend myself here, you just wait. And then later, tension is diffused somewhat and you can bring it back up as I want to give you some context or so on. I mean, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that is realistic? Because I think I like the sound of that because for me... I will tend to take responsibility for maybe way more than I should because I really just want to get it over with and I don't mind. Like, 
I'll just let their anger or emotion kind of rule the day because to me it's like let's just move on. So actually for me having the idea of a later conversation makes me feel like oh okay like I, that doesn't that doesn't remove me from needing to address patterns or whatever, you know, I I I still have that opportunity. Yeah, um that's really interesting that you say it like that because it shows the, the the distinction between you and me. <laughs> you you are like trying not to confront someone and me. I, I'm just trying to get it over with. I like want to do go, let's do it all right now. Like, <laughs> and great. I that's usually how I feel. I I love what she says. Like the apology is a chance you get to establish the ground for future communication. So the apology is like it has. A further goal than just apologizing to apologize it's it's establishing a ground for fu future communication in that moment in the interaction where you are either coming to the person to apologize or you're being confronted and kind of asked to apologize for something in both situations you really want to focus on what do you want to get out of this like what's the long-term hope for this this interaction, this relationship, these roles you have, whatever the situation. Do you kind of want to have a good working relationship, a good family relationship, etc.? And if that is your ultimate goal, then you can allow for some back and forth knowing that, you know, the truth will come out and you you got to find you got to find a way to live together. Like this is we're working with all imperfect people. <laughs> um, so I think I think emphasizing what you want for the relationship is wise because you can say things like, hey, I want to make sure this doesn't keep happening. And so I want to make sure I understand you. You know, I feel like there's some um, things that were happening on my side that it'd be helpful to know, but I don't want to rush into that. Like, I want to make sure that I hear you. So, you know, these types of things where you're respecting what they're saying, but also kind of letting them know this is more complex, you know? So we've talked uh, about good apologies, bad apologies, the importance of apologies in relationships. And uh, I think we're going to stop here now. And in the next episode, we're going to be talking about what comes next. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming with us on this topic. It's been very, it's been very helpful for me personally and very encouraging. And, you know, we're focusing on a specific type of conversation, but also use this as a conversation starter. Like talk to your friends, talk to your family about, you know, their experiences with apology. And, you know, have you ever been confronted unfairly? Have you ever had a, you know, a conflict that then strengthened your relationship? You know, ask these types of questions, especially of people that you can learn from. I think it's a great, uh, a great topic to just learn more about people around you. Well, thank you guys for listening. And as usual, you can find us on Instagram, um, the conversation starters and uh, by email, you can email contact at the conversation starters.com. And uh, we are always happy to hear from you to get your feedback and to get your ideas. Talk to you soon. Bye. So if you're still listening at this point, 
then you're really dedicated to our podcast. And then we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a little review <laughs> saying so. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening.